A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Untitled Catholic Podcast number 49. I almost said four. I, was li- I, I listened to all the ones that we did recently, and I still stand that. I think they're all pretty good. Father Rob is very impl- impressed. I saw him on Friday night. And we're not paying him to say these things. Yeah, we're not paying him to say that. Or are we? Mm. The world will never know. Both of you guys are eating. What are you guys eating? I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday, yesterday, an enchilada. Yesterday we recorded an episode, and you were eating gonna... chicken nuggets, and it, we had to cancel it because. Well, go ahead. You're gonna get to it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's answer the first question, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll get to all that. What do you? I'm, no, I'm, what eating, are you eating? I'm eating an oatmeal cookie. If you must know. Okay, I I'm eating know. a five-layer burrito. From Taco Bell, which is right near Jeez. the nursing home where I just said mass. And as I said off the air, and I'll say it again, there's a good chance that Father Sean has to go to the bathroom in the middle of this podcast. Yeah, if you see, if you hear a squeaking noise, it's not his chair. <laughs> I'll edit those parts out. <laughs> I mean parts. I'll edit those parts out. <laughs> so yesterday, we started recording and we prayed before the podcast which we forgot to do today which we forgot to do today i feel like yesterday still counts it's still good it's valid for 24 hours it was praying before episode 49 and that's what this is ultimately going to be so exactly so father sean led us in a quick prayer uh 10 minutes into the podcast he gets a call that he has to go anoint someone so like a good priest he said, all right, I got to go. He left the podcast and went to anoint someone. We wouldn't have had it any other way. And deja vu, he's still drinking a house <laughs> seltzer. Yep, that's all I got. Nolan's beard still looks great. Father Sean's in his clerics, eating house seltzer, smashing Taco Bell. Um, I guess I'm the only one without, I guess I have a coffee. You just woke up, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just woke up, so I'm still I'm still bearing, uh, gathering my bearings. It's two o'clock in the afternoon here. I you wish had, I just woke up. You had nothing to do today. No, I went to uh, if you, if you must know, I went to work out. Orange Theory came, Fitness. Orange Theory Fitness, and I saw Starbucks on the way, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. Um, so I got a coffee, and I've been nursing it for the last couple hours. Let's wait. I'm too sure long. it's cold at this point. Well, it's a it's an iced coffee. Oh, I I let the record show. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts fanatic. However, Starbucks has a very nice cold brew sweet cream, and I plan it out. If I'm gonna get a cold drink, like I knew I was gonna go to Orange Theory, come back, make lunch. I wasn't gonna have coffee right after a workout, so I was like, let me put this in the fridge because there's no ice in it take it out, and then I'll drink it during the podcast. And that's exactly what I'm doing. What'd you have for lunch? Uh, I made some eggs and avocado. Egg? You really are living the dream. What's that, Nolan? I said you really are living the dream. 
<laughs> this is all gonna end when you're married. Well, not necessarily. Why? Not necessarily. During this time, Megan will still be in work. So who's to stop me from making eggs and avocado? Egg. Did she ask you what you had for lunch today? Uh, no. All right. So then I guess nothing will stop you. What's so bad with an avocado and, and <clears throat> two scrambled eggs? I don't know. I'd have it for breakfast. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, that's a breakfast item, but I'm also like, ah, protein after a workout. I feel good. Protein. This Orange Theory fitness thing's a lot of fun. What, I feel like the protein so makes too much the, money. Uh, I prefer theory. amateur team. All right, how about one of you guys talk at once? Jeez. <laughs> go, it, go. go it. Go it. No, go it. Go. His, go. His was better. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Go. As someone who doesn't so I, I, I was, was <laughs> <laughs> And this is the part where people say, I think I disagree with Justin when he says the podcast is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. This is what they stop. This is what they stop listening. Um, we're not self-aware at all, are we? Um, no. As somebody who does not belong to a gym and has no real desire to ever join a gym, what is like? What makes Orange Theory stand out compared to other gyms? Well, it is a. Uh, thanks for asking. By the What's way, what's unique um, about it? It it's a it's a class. So there's a trainer that is directing you what to do so the idea is that it's a cycle workout meaning like you start on a treadmill and then you do weights and then you do a rower and it's kind of like you continuously do one thing for an hour so i like it because one it's timed two there's someone coaching me Mm -hmm. so i don't have the time to rest say like if i were to do a workout by myself i would have the tendency to do something and then just kind of sit there for three minutes and then do it again this is continuous mm-hmm. um, and i like the atmosphere because they got music blasting and then someone like saying all right now do this one two three go and then everyone runs faster stuff like that it's definitely not for everyone but it is it is for me and joe Moncada's personalities for sure i think it would work for me too because i don't i don't do well well when i'm left to my own devices like yeah i, it, I need someone to tell me what to do it, that's, I need someone to tell me what to do and to not to motivate me, but to keep telling. Oh, me I need what the motivation. I need the motivation. I would need yeah. motivation too. Yeah. So it's if you don't like running, then half of the class is running. Did so you like watch Megan that hat join. that you just put on? I watched it three times. Okay, good. I was at uh, we were at People Loving Nashville. I'm wearing my Batman hat. We were at People Loving Nashville, and there's one character that comes a lot, and uh, he's kind of um abrasive is that a good word to use to yeah I, I wouldn't even say kind of i would just say he is abrasive he is abrasive <laughs> we see him we see him a bunch and he came over uh and he goes i get very defensive when it comes to my brother just in case anyone's wondering so if you ever talk poorly about my brother chances are i'll rip you to shreds first verbally and if it continues then who knows it's never gotten that far but he said hey i heard there's a priest here hey priest and he was directing that to Father Sean. And then I stopped him and said, he has a name, and it's Father Sean, and that's how you should direct him. And he's like, uh, um, I said, you, you, I've never talked to a priest before. I was like, okay, good. So you say Father Sean. And you say, hi, Father Sean. <laughs> Let me you learn say your name, and you shake his hand. You don't say, hey, priest. So we got all 
uh, not upset, but he got scared from that. But before he said, hey, priest, he took my ski cap, which is this one that I'm wearing. And then I thought I was just going to throw it out. But I washed it three times, and I think I'm good. Yeah, and he's not like he didn't have like open sores on his head or anything. <laughs> Jeez. Did did he um did he, so he put it on his head? Yeah, he t- that's what he does. He goes around people, and just takes their. He tries to be a bully, but that's like that's like one of my biggest like pet peeves. Like I, I think that's gross when people wear other people's hats. I agree. I think I don't care if you're where you're from who you are i don't like like if somebody like puts their hat on my head uh, on their head i'm almost like i guess it's yours now because i don't want to wear it i'm with you no and i I have a question for you it's connected to this would you wear a bathing suit that you got from the thrift store no i would never get a bathing suit at a thrift store well I'm not sure why you're bringing that up. Because I was going to say, you don't want someone wearing your hat, but you would wear someone else's bathing suit. Well, I, I, I would, if someone wore my hat for an extended period of time, I would wash it. Also, with the thrift store thing, two things. One, the tag was still on when I got it. And Ooh. two, I, I washed it three times. I think that's fair. I mean, Thank I'd you, still, I still, I wouldn't, I, I would never have gotten to that point, but... <laughs> Your life's not sad enough that you have to get uh, bathing suits from thrift. If somebody, stores. if somebody bought me a bathing suit from a thrift store as a gift and didn't tell me until after I wore it, I wouldn't freak out about it. I would. Spe- speaking of gifts, last night Megan and I started a registry in Target. You want a Roomba, right? Oh yeah. I, I most of it, most of it, I was, and I could say this because Megan doesn't listen. Most of the things that she chose, I was uninterested in. It, if if we get it all, which would be great, it would definitely make our house look more homey. Most of the stuff I'm on, like throw blankets and pillows and yeah, you're not trees, crazy, not about crazy. That stuff. Boring. But, but the two things that I was interested in was a Nest thermostat and a Roomba. Okay. So, as a married man, Nolan, would those be two For- things that would interest you? Um, no, um, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't really know what the first one is and a Roomba. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really have any interest in a Roomba. I want a robot that brings me like drinks and stuff. Well, I they don't really make that. After, <laughs> yeah. Not yet. At least after we purchased the house, I became kind of a clean freak. So I, uh, okay. the, the idea, especially when Megan moves into this house and there, she, I just have a hard time believing that that thing could clean better than a human can. Oh no, I'm I'm saying that the fact that it would constantly be cleaning the floor. Right. Okay. That, that's that not is, to say that I'm never not to clean again. I I do a deep clean every like three months. To tell you where my heart is at, like for me, the big thing on my registry that I wanted, pretty much the only thing I cared about was the waffle maker. <laughs> See, now I'm really excited because the other place we'll register is Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, so I'm excited to do, like, the kitchen stuff. and They've got some good stuff yeah. there. And just in case everyone, anyone's wondering, Father Sean did storm out. So he didn't even make it 10 minutes in the podcast. Yeah. But I don't know what about this episode 49. This episode 49 it might be cursed. It's cursed. But anyway, Nolan, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, it's, uh, it's a, like a weird 
sort of snow day today. A lot of schools were closed. A lot had um, early dismissal. A lot had delayed starts. It's kind of all over the place. Like right now, it's it's bad. I've I've spoken to people who are on the roads, and they said it's very icy. So, I don't think it's very safe to leave now. So, so how long are you to wait it out for? Um, probably as long as it takes to record an episode of the Untitled Captain Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you really think forty minutes is gonna matter? I don't know. I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Was that really? No, you didn't. I didn't. I, someone knocked on my door. Oh, okay. What's new with you, Father Sean? Well, I just got called a hunk by an old lady in a, in the nursing home. Oh! Won't be How the last that? time. She wants to know where all these hunks keep coming from. I guess she means... Hey. I don't know what she means, but... <laughs> I'm the only one that says mass there, so I guess she wants to know who... I guess she thinks I'm not the hunk. What nursing home? I don't know. They just changed the name. It used to be called Nesconset Nursing Home. I Where would want to know a nursing home, too, because that's... I want to know what kind of hunks frequent that nursing home. Yeah, I have, I've never seen anyone that I would call a hunk. I, I freely <laughs> use the word hunk. I know, yeah, that's but, why I wanted to tell you that story, because I figured you'd like it. Because I, I, think, I think calling someone a hunk is hilarious. Yeah, but you don't, you don't call someone a hunk necessarily in the way that somebody else might call someone a hunk. No, but I, think, I still think it's hilarious. Oh, it is. It's a great word. So look at all these hunks. That's I'll, I'll go into a room and say that. I've used that term since getting to know you, just so you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably I don't know. the nicest I don't know. thing anyone's you ever You want to be flattered me. by that? Or you want to be angry that I took your, uh, your line? No, I, I, I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> also, my, my new word is shish. So you'll say something, and I'll just go, ooh, shish. I think that's, I think that's Wait, hilarious. Wait, shish that's, or shush? Sheesh, S-H-E-E-S-H. Oh, I think shush is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if I were walking around, I, I would just say like, sheesh, it's cold. Oh, that's that's not that original, though. <laughs> no, I just like, I, I'm using it. Megan gets mad at me. She goes, what is that, your new tick? Because I always get like, for a while, I was just going, ah. I still do that, but not as much. I'm still doing that, too. Now I got other now, people doing that. Now I just say sheesh a lot, but... Anyway, Father Sean, you, you, you're anointing people. You uh, go saying mass in nursing homes. Seems like you were, you were being a very good priest. Your priest ended up over there. Not to pat myself on the back, but the roads were very icy, and I didn't cancel. I still went to the nursing home. See, but well, the, there's two reasons why you did that. One is because you're a good priest, and the second is you knew you were safe because you drive a Subaru. Yes, the car of winter, as Monsignor McDonald would say. The car of winter. <laughs> That's awesome. Megan's loving her new Subaru. Shout out to uh, FEMA. I'm getting my new, my, my new lease on Thursday. So wow. what color did you go with? I wanted to get orange or a light blue, but Jeff was like, it, it, it would cost, that we don't have that one. So I was like, okay. So what'd you get? I ended up getting silver because that's what they have in stock. Boring. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just traded in my Kia for a Kia. <laughs> Kia just met you. A forte, forte for a forte. Ah, how is the forte? I love it. I like it a lot. It's, uh, and and this year, this time I got, I actually has some bells and whistles in it. You're not I'm convincing like, me that you really like it. I just want to let you know. I mean, it's a Kia Forte. It's not like Carl Banks drives a Kia. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> what has this podcast become? We're talking about traffic, snow. This is the, this is the worst one we've done in a while. I could tell already. <laughs> People love this stuff, though. I don't know why. I feel like they like when we do this more than they like the religious stuff. Well, maybe I don't know. I I I do think. We, because yesterday we had the, I don't know, it's because we're seeing each you other You know what, as always, at some point in this podcast, we're turning off some kind of listener, so, no matter what we do. <laughs> we're gaining listeners. Are we? Yeah. The numbers really? are going up? People are going back and listening to old episodes. Wow. Uncle, uh, Saint Cousin Bobby, that episode has gotten like 40 listens in the last month. We should Maybe. have Cousin Bobby on soon to check check in on him spoiler alert i know the answers but we should have him back on yeah to I see how his that. life has changed since confession well i could say this i think i said this already he called me up and asked if what about joining the parish council so he went from not going to mass every week to joining the parish council wow maybe not, maybe not. i don't know if he did I, but you just ruined it. We were supposed to. People were supposed to be on edge to see if he was still going to mass or not. And he's talking about parish council. This, was, this was a few months ago, so he could have stopped going to mass. So that'll add drama again. Nolan mentioned yesterday we were talking about the news and some of the laws that are coming out that are pro-abortion, which are very sad and sickening. Um, so Nolan was going to mention kind of how. We can live with a culture of life, uh, practically, which I'm curious to hear your suggestions on, Nolan. Yeah, well, just like what this is coming from is just, you know, obviously in New York, there's this horrible uh, legislation. Um, uh, you know, Governor Cuomo called it himself like the most aggressive abortion bill to date. Um, and it's it's law it's 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 happening um and it's being celebrated and championed by certain people um and it's it's appalling for people of faith it's appalling for catholics um and defenders of life and um you know i won't say who it was but someone who i respect a lot you know kind of uh said to me without specifically uh coming out and saying saying like verbatim word for word that like they were really sick of hearing people say well we got to get together and pray about it or we just have to pray about it you know forget about getting together just we just got to pray about this and i kind of agree as much as i believe in prayer and as as important as prayer is i would never say to to not pray or take that out of the equation but like clearly we're not doing enough like to build up a culture of life and like and i don't have all the answers but like what are some practical things that we can do to build up a, and promote a culture of life because i don't think it's as simple as like let's have this prayer service or let's you know pray this rosary i think it like does require you know and i'm, I'm doing a lot of thinking out loud right even right now but it's just like i think it does require like a real a new way of approaching things and talking to people about it and um, bringing it to light. And, and again, I don't know what all those those answers are, but um, this is this has gotten like this is snowballed like out of control. Um, and and I, I don't think it's gonna stop. I, I, yeah, I mean the thing that's about it, like 
it's what's funny is how many people are um people are really mad about this people are really mad yeah. and they they want they want to do something so we have to capitalize on on this because this this is taking it to a whole new level and to a certain extent we uh, there's a certain amount of complacency i think that we all have um i i won't say i won't speak for everyone but at least as a younger like i was born into a world where this was already legal Mm -hmm. and so like i sometimes think like as a young person like there's a certain amount of complacency because i was born into a world where abortion was already legal and there's kind of like there were things that have been going on for a long time and some of the older people are um you know they go to planned parenthood and they pray and you know there's the march for life and there's other stuff but like there's a certain complacency because it's just it's been around for almost 50 years it's been legal for almost 50 years and when we look at like what are the things that we can do obviously the way we pray i think we have to do better with that Mm -hmm. because like i mean we have a a pro-life holy hour here at the parish and not a lot of people go to it right and so like we're not a good we're, we're either we have to change the format a little bit or we have to advertise it better um but like and i think we have to educate people too we like Absolutely. moral theology is something that's that like hasn't been taught in a really long time like things like um uh, evangelium vitae john paul ii's encyclical john paul ii's encyclical about moral theology very tati splendor like those kind of things. How do we teach younger people about this stuff and not a way of just saying this is wrong? Yeah, I, it's it is an over it's an overwhelming thought, and maybe um whatever it is, but because I I just view it as pure evil, this kind of stuff. You know that mo- most of the I don't, just the way that it's about and just kind of seeing the way it's celebrated like you said nolan it's kind of like there's there's more to it than just a bill passed by this guy like i i just, I just feel like there's it, it, there's an evil presence to it all and that's kind of like the overwhelming thing about it is that it's we're fighting much more than just a piece of paper you know mm-hmm. it's and I, maybe that's the outlook too like you said sean father sean whatever i'm supposed to call you um that if it's just presented like oh this is a law that catholics are against it's not that it's it's more than that like we are praying against an evil act that has become normalized you know and that's talk about it a bunch on the podcast uh just kind of that that idea i guess so and and that's like the thing about like it's not a catholic thing yeah, it, it's, it should it's it like, should be an everything and everyone it thing. should be a, a a human thing and and like one of the things where like people are, are are all up in arms because this is like you know the the you can you can kill a baby right after the baby's born if you decide i don't want to have this baby right that's infanticide right it is. the argument used to be that the baby wasn't viable outside of the mother's womb so it wasn't a person yet and so that's why we can do that. But now that they just threw that argument out the window. It's it's a snowball effect. Right. And, and because when you allow some evil, who cuz one I, I was watching somebody talk about it and they said if you can point to me on a chart 
the week that life begins, the day that life begins, then you can make the argument that it's not a life. So if you make the argument about viability with modern technology, that argument starts to shrink because as technology gets better and better, babies can be born more and more premature and still live without any problems, without mm -hmm. like long, long-term problems, right? Right. I mean, like Monsignor Walden, our pastor here, his niece was born premature. And when she was born, she was a little bit bigger than like, like a, a quarter. She was like really little. Right. And now she's a normal sized baby. Right. And yep. so it's like, but yet it, during this law, she would have been able to have been, been able to kill, be killed in her mother's womb. And there's lots of like arguments that one could make about like whatever, you know, and the Catholic position is pretty hard line. There's no room and exceptions. OK, fine. That aside, like I, I have a hard time finding anybody who's going to be like, oh, yeah, a baby just minutes before it's born. Yeah, you can abort that baby. Yeah. In a weird way, you know, and God willing, I hope in a weird way that this might this might change some hearts. And maybe that's, you know, part of of, of the opportunity that lies before us. I mean, this is this is like you said, this is infanticide. This is this is as as gruesome and as graphic as it as it gets. You know, the whole idea of like a baby could be born um, and, and not survive a botched abortion and not be given any treatment to, to save its life and, and just just to be kind of left alone to die. I mean, it, that is as inhumane as inhumane gets. And, you know, there are you and I know there there are good people on on both sides of, of the abortion argument and. Um, as passionate as strong as we feel about life and against abortion you know there are still good people um, who've just kind of bought the lie and fell for what the the culture and the society you know has put forth some of those people I have to think are gonna hear about this and wait there is something there is something really off here there's something as you say Justin there's something really evil about this and there's something diabolic about this I mean, if not, then I don't know if humanity has any hope. <laughs> I mean, at one point, it was argued that abortion... Now, now, this is not what the Catholic Church teaches, but politicians who would be for abortion would say it should be um, legal, safe, and rare. Right. And now, now they've completely thrown that out, and it's like on demand at any stage, and they were celebrating and clapping. Like yeah. this was some kind of, like this is a good thing. Yeah. I don't under like this is like even a lot of people who are for abortion would say that this is something that's like it's it's a necessary evil. Obviously, we don't agree with that. But like to say this is something that, you know, we, we wish we didn't have to do. But there are some cases where blah, 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 fill right. in the blank. Right. And then the, but like to celebrate this. To sell, and then when you say that a life is not viable, and you have other people being able to choose whether or not your life is worth living, how far mm. can that thought process expand? To like now, I you know Justin gets hit by a car, God forbid, right? And he's like paralyzed. It's like, well, it's gonna cost a lot of money to keep you on ventilators and stuff. So rather than do that, we're just gonna kill you because you know we don't really need you. It's the it, same thought process. It's not crazy to think we could end up there. 
It's not. It's not. It's not crazy. I mean, you know what? They they, they use that argument that you know the life isn't viable is is isn't viable inside the womb or whatever. Like, a, 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 an infant can't live on its own. You right. know, uh, if if you know a newborn infant, can, you know a toddler can't live on their own. I could barely you know? live on my own. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but like, so you know, I mean, you could you could make that argument that like, you know what, um, this this toddler, they're really dependent on me, and I can't take care of them anymore. So you know, maybe we just terminate their life here and now and um, save us all the trouble. Right. You know, I, I've been saying for years that this world is becoming like Brave New World. Did you ever read that book before? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think I forget it was a while that I read it. But I think like it was something like life like the, like they, they had like determined that like between the, like, the ages of like 20 and 60 was like that was like the most important stages of life. Like if, if you were a person of that age, like you had like more rights than anybody else. And it's like, man, I just I, I just feel we're headed that way that direction yeah. so then what is the what is not it's obviously not a solution but what's a practical thing to promote a culture of life i don't I, have an answer i think i think well specifically like for the church like one thing i think we can be better at is um while you know that the church has always been good at serving and sticking up for others and um, doing good good works, but I think I think for us in the church, it's got to be more about just doing good works for the sake of good works. It's got to be we have to point out specifically, like you know, we're we're feeding the homeless because this life matters, and we're um, you know we're assisting this this uh, mom in a crisis pregnancy because her life matters and her her son or daughter life matters like that whole idea of human dignity is just it's just not there it's just not in our culture and we have to like infuse our culture with the teaching um that that every life has purpose that every life is unique and unrepeatable and that's like science shows us that right i mean that's not something that's just a matter of faith i mean quite literally people are unique and unrepeatable yeah, I mean, no one can argue that. Yeah. And when you start getting into the dignity of each human life, that's, that's something that, that becomes more Christian and, and more Catholic. But just the, just the logical aspect of this is flawed. And, and I, can, I remember having a conversation with somebody about abortion, and never once did I mention God. Never once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I, I do think at the same time, like people are people like you and I know that uh, people are, are searching for him, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, and maybe you got to pick and choose the time when the time is right. Maybe you got to pray for that wisdom to say the right things to say. But um, I, I think it's that combination of I mean, if we all recognize each other as, as, as his sons and daughters, um, if we truly recognize that and lived by that, then we'd never have a, a, a law or legislation passed like this. Um, but, you know, to go back to the question of like, what can we do practically? And I'm probably going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite here because before I was saying that, you know, I think we have to do more than just pray about it. I do think to what you were saying, Father Sean, like um, 
you know, maybe people don't come to a monthly, you know, pro-life or, 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 or uh, holy hour for life. But like if there were prayer nights set up specifically in response to this law, like you kind of attach that we're specifically praying for this. I think people would come. Yeah, I think the, we will I, be doing I, that, by the way. Absolutely. And, oh, and we also this weekend, sorry to cut you off, but this weekend, no, no. Monsignor Walden wrote a letter to the governor and we had a bunch of people um, sign it at the end of mass and over. I think we've got close to 2000 signatures just that we collected and, and, and distributed many others. And, and, and I'm glad you said that because I think that's what needs to happen also. I don't think we could just say, okay, we're going to get together and pray for conversion of hearts and souls. I think that's good that we're, we're going to do that. But like afterwards, there needs to be follow-up, and it needs to be very explicit, and we need to point people in the right directions, whether it be this is where you can get involved politically, this is where you can help your local crisis pregnancy center. This is where you can um, help spread the word. Right. This is where you can learn more about Catholic teaching. You know, for young people, let's right. start. Let's start some students for life groups or some some uh, pro life groups in our schools. Like, and that our vote matters, yeah. right? How many people? Yeah. How many people probably voted for Cuomo? Like, and, and this is the thing. Like, not to get overly political, but like, at the end of the day, when somebody's going to expand abortion. We as Catholics cannot vote for that person. Right. We cannot in good conscience vote like any good that they do. Right. Like, all right. Anything you can think of. Let's he, he raised the minimum wage and that's going to help families. Right. But thousands, hundreds of thousands of babies are going to be killed. I think it's every day. Right. Yeah. Not to not to mention the effects that it's going to have on, on all those moms and all those dads. Um, that are going to have to live with the fact that they were involved in an abortion or right. two or three or more for the rest of their lives. Not to mention the effects that it ha just has on a culture and a society where somebody can do something with their bodies that has a very specific consequence and result and just like that walk into a clinic and make it go away. Yeah. Because that's not reality. Like oh, this gosh, has, this it's, has, it's, it has far-reaching effects. It really does. It, it makes me very sad. But at the end of the day, I almost feel like they overplayed their hand. And this might be, they might have pushed it so far that it might be something that we can, that people will wake, wake up. I hope so. Let's hope and pray that that, that is the case, so. Amen. Well, on that note, Father Sean, <laughs> close this thing out. God bless everyone who listened to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.